Welcome to the Make It Count podcast. We're here with another episode, and this is the last one of 2021. And we're looking forward to 2022. Absolutely. We're thinking about preparing well for 2022. Yep, which the last moment to do it in this year never too late to prepare so if you're listening to this at the beginning of january great that's a great time to listen and to if you're episode. listening to it at the end of january hey you've still got 11 months left a <laughs> lot of 2022 left again yeah exactly so as we're talking about preparing for 2022 matt what comes to your mind well what comes to my mind is actually when i was preparing for 2020 believe it or not when we were thinking about that episode for this title, the title for this episode, <laughs> well, Dave was like, what should we call it? I was like, ah, preparing for 2020. Dave was like, yeah, you missed that one. <laughs> but thinking back to 2020, I was gathered around with some friends at New Year. And it wasn't just the start of a new year. It was the start of a new decade. So we did some thinking. We did a little bit of dreaming. Think about how your life has changed over the last 10 years. Think about how much it might have changed in the following 10 years, the next 10 years. How might, you know, what are you hoping for? What are your dreams? And of course, just a few months later, the world was massively changed by the pandemic, which was actually had already started by that point. Mm. And so one of the things that I suppose that has helped to crystallise in my mind when thinking about how do I want to start 2022 well? How do I want to prepare for 2022? I suppose it's that thing of expect the unexpected. Roll with the punches. I can have a perfectly laid out plan. I can have the vision for where I want to be. But there are things that are outside of my control. Mm -hmm. And so what I've got to really focus on is what is in my control and what can I do about that? And everything that's outside of my control I have to release that. Mm. And I think that's the temptation for a lot of people is, you know, we see that people don't succeed with New Year's resolutions for a number of years. And then they say, well, why would I set a New Year's resolution? I never succeed anyway. Why would I set a goal? I never succeed anyway. Why would I try and do this? Because something unexpected is going to stop me from doing that. Something out of my control is going to step in and take control of my life or stop me from doing that thing I wanted to do and I think that's an interesting idea isn't it it's just, oh well I won't even try then yeah that doesn't seem like the right response no not at all and what that mistakes is that mistakes things outside of my control to everything is out of my control and I'm the victim well that's not true mm. uh, there are some things that are always within our control what what I say what I do even what I think and what I feel, I have control over those things. So how I respond to what the world throws at me is under my control. Mm. And I suppose, I think, <clears throat> and maybe we're going to advocate a little bit for this, that hey, it's still beneficial to set some targets for the year, to set some, yeah. maybe it's goals, maybe it's a resolution, maybe it's a new way of living. Because, and maybe I give it the example of, Hey, you want to get fit, you want to exercise, great. You go, you know, get the gym membership if that's what you want to do, but do the thing that you're going to do to get fit. But there are always going to be things out of your control that might try and stop you. So the pandemic happened. 
no you couldn't go to the gym you couldn't go to open running tracks you you know there was a lot you couldn't do mm. but the people that wanted to stay fit or get fit found a way anyway yeah you know that i'll work i'll do some exercise from home i'll figure it out and i suppose if you never started you're still sat there going well see something out of control stopped it yeah and actually being a little bit driven or having a focus or a target helps you even overcome the obstacles that are out of your control absolutely and as you said, those that really wanted to, those that were really motivated, find a way. You know, as Donkey says in Shrek, where there's a will, there's a way. And I got a will. So it's important to go, what am I motivated for? Or even go, well, I have this vague idea I want to get fit. I have this vague idea that I want to start a business, whatever it is. The important, the most important thing is to doing a little bit what we were talking about your episode last week the foundation the foundation for my good goal is what is my why what is that i'll say that again what is my why why am i wanting this why do i want to get fit why do i want to start a business why do i want that change because if i don't know the why Doing it, the what and the how, will just fall out of the door as soon as uh, uh, an obstacle comes up. It will just completely fall away. So you've got to do that hard work. And it does take some hard work sometimes to identify what is my driving reason that's going to be the shining light when an obstacle comes up, when I look outside and it's tipping of rain and I really don't want to go for a run, when there turns out to be a national lockdown and the normal way of doing what I wanted to do is completely gone. Will I find a creative solution around that? Only if I know, oh, the reason I'm doing this is because of compelling reason. And I think that's that, that why <clears throat> is a question that I ask quite a lot. And actually, I remember listening to somebody and they were talking to a client of theirs and the client wanted to get fit. Mm. And he said, well, why do you want to get fit? Well, you know, I want to look a little bit better. Okay, that wasn't right. But why do you want to get fit? Like, well, yeah, I do kind of want to look a little bit better, but that's not quite it. And and just the coach was persistent, relentless, almost mean with how many times they asked, why do you want to do this? And eventually the client just turns around and said, last week, my eight-year-old son was out in the garden. He wanted me to come play with him. And I ran after him and we had a bit of fun. But 30 seconds later, I was exhausted. And my son looked ashamed of me. That's wow. why I want to get fit. Wow. <laughs> and, and so sometimes it's, you you got to not let yourself off the hook with the first why. Mm. Whatever it is, it's, there's, a little, there's a deeper reason. There's a deeper meaning. There's, we've, we've spoken about that, haven't we? The chain of whys. Is it like you do five or six and you're likely to get somewhere close to the core reason? Mm. So, yeah, pursue that depth. Go, I'm not going to get off without being uncomfortable here. Yeah, I mean, uh, the guys formerly known as the School of Calisthenics, the Movement, Strength and Pod Play, Play. podcast. Yeah. The one guy, he said, the reason I do all this exercise is so that when I'm 70... I will be able to play with my grandkids. I'll be able to go skiing with them. I'll be able to be 
playing with them. I'm not, I don't want to be the one stranded in the armchair. Wow. And you sort of think, but he's visualed that, but actually that's a really strong why. Anyway, I was also thinking to change direction a whole little bit. Most of us have a whole load of things that we want to do. And the difficulty sometimes can be, okay, this year I want to do these 12 things. Hey. One thing that I was wondering if this would help would be to go, okay, look at you now. What do you wish you'd started one year ago? Ha. That's a really good question. So, Matt, what do you wish you'd started one year ago? Long pause. Yeah, a long pause. Still pausing. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh. All the normal things come up in my mind and I'm thinking, no, no. (laughs) Cop out answer podcast <laughs> but actually no i think we started in good time yeah. well, i wish i'd started a year ago i haven't got a quick answer to that mm. do you have an answer to that well i was thinking it's a bit difficult because at the beginning of the year i was quite clear about some of the things i wanted to move forward in so i'd made some intentional steps but there are some things i mean the one that comes to my mind is one that I kind of did do a thing a bit during the last year, but it's the idea of another language like that keeps popping up. It's like, I, I wish I'd actually had a year's worth of a language. Intentional growing yeah. in that language. Yeah. You kind of stopped six months in, didn't you? I don't even think I made it to six months. Wow. So, yeah. A, a similar thing for me, I, I thought, ah, language, but it wasn't a priority. I suppose the bigger one that was a slightly bigger priority for me this year was to grow to another level with guitar playing. Uh, and there were sporadic times where I would practice quite a bit and then not for several months. And so mm. that consistency practice would have been great. Mm. So to people who are listening who don't really want to set some New Year's <coughs> resolutions or goals, maybe there's been a bit of a past failure, I think I would definitely advocate for trying something. Now, it doesn't need to be, in my mind, very specific necessarily. It's probably better to be, but actually even just having a vague-ish picture of where you want to be in a year's time yeah. can be enough. And if you can really make that visual that idea of, I think that's key I want to be look like this I want the the setting to be like this mm. I want to you know maybe with language it's I want to be able to confidently talk to the waiter or you know have a conversation with somebody at a cafe do, do you know what I mean it's it's like that's make it visual in whatever way and I think that is enough to keep pulling you forward it's not always a push, but that, that pulls you towards that, that image that you're forming, that Absolutely. you've formed of yourself doing that thing. Hugely. Because I mean, we are visual beings. Uh, there's, there's that thing where they do the experiment with golfers. And they go, you know, you're going to be doing some putting. They get half of them to go visualise yourself five or six times or ten times putting and it's going to go in. 
and then the other half they go visualize it putting and you're going to miss by just a half you know and they do that five to ten times before and then they do the putts and they measure it and there is a significant difference the people that visualized it going in more often than not they get it in the people that visualize it going off they got it off and so there is something powerful about having a mental image this is what i want to achieve and it's not a case of i'm exerting some power into the universe but it's more a case of i'm preparing myself for that reality to happen and and as much as it being a motivation obviously all of the control and everything that happens in our body is largely controlled by the brain and there's obviously a multiple ways system there are instincts from the body as well but you go ah what is that compelling vision and I, I think you're right. You've got to make it as visual as possible. So I can write down, you know, I want to be fit. But if I go, I have a visual of, I want to be able to play with my son for a whole afternoon and not get tired. That is already, you're picturing yourself maybe in the park or in your back garden, running around, enjoying it. That's going to be much more motivating on the day when you're going, oh, I'd really rather just sit here on the couch, watch a TV program. Mm. yeah i mean <clears throat> visualizing meditation loads of research out of there you see so many sporting examples <clears throat> and i actually saw a recent one we're both football fans mm. and Mohamed salah from liverpool football club scored a brilliant goal against manchester city arguably the best goal in english football so far this season but he recently said i meditate i i like visualized that goal many times before i did it huh he said so when i actually did it i'd already done it loads of times and you think wow that's crazy but of course and is that so yeah i think when we create those mental pictures even my and i'm loose on this but i think that there's been some research that suggests that your mind experiences a mental repetition in the same way as an actual physical repetition. Yeah. And, and I think so, that's what goes behind that, the golfers, and that's what goes behind when they do those experiments with sports people. Doing the mental practice is as good as doing an actual physical practice yeah. of that skill. So that, that to me is, is a compelling insight even. And so just by forming that picture, you're going to pull yourself forward. I think I've told this story before as well, where the guy, he'd, he was doing some tidying up and he finds this list that he'd written 10 years ago yeah. of things that he wanted to do before he died. And he discovers he's done all of them. And he wasn't doing this systematic monitoring of, have I done this goal? No, but he'd created a picture of the things that he wanted to mm. achieve. And, and so... Maybe you're looking at this year and you're thinking, yeah, well, we need to help, <laughs> help you move forward. I mean, if you're, unless you're satisfied with being stuck. Yeah, because I suppose one of the questions that you ask your clients quite a lot is, what's the cost of not doing mm. this? So, you know, we've been talking about such a goal. What's the cost if you don't do it, if you just do nothing? Mm. And I suppose there's the, the gift of that question you asked earlier. What's something you wish you'd done a year ago it brings to light that cost of oh well if i'm sitting here in a year's time and i've not 
focused on a goal or focused on a overriding vision for certain areas of my life, nothing will have changed, at least nothing intentionally. Mm. And so I'm likely to be sat here in a year going, oh, well, I wish I had done that. Well, I was reading a book by Jesse, I forgot his second name. Meekum. Maybe he does the why you need a budget stuff. I always thought it was Meacham, but he always pronounces it Meekum. Interesting. Anyway, and and he was talking about, he talks about <coughs> money and finances and investing. I'm not an expert. I'm not giving out financial advice, but he sort of talks about the idea of time in the market, as in your money being in the market is one of the most important things. And so you can put less in, but if it's over a longer time, it's better, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, so, but if you don't do that for five years, you, you've actually, the opportunity cost is five years of cost of not being there in the market. And so it's not just in one year's time, I'm going to be in the same place. If anything, in one year's time, you're behind because maybe, and if, maybe I wouldn't advocate comparing to other people, but somebody else has done that thing. And so now they're ahead of you. Or, or you could have been further ahead than where you are. Mm. And, but now you're just one year older with the same. And actually, just by standing still, you're behind. And so I thought, that's quite interesting, that idea. I don't know if that resonates very well. Matt's looking at me confused. No, uh, I, I get it. I, I suppose you've already put the caveat in if we don't want to advocate for comparison. And we've already talked about how that the design of your life podcast it's not about being behind quote mm. unquote because nobody's lived your life before but i do understand that concept of to put it in another metaphor or the analogy when's the best time to plant a tree 100 years ago when's the next best time today don't wait until next year sort of mm. thing so if you want to see those results i suppose what we're talking about is none of the things that we're really thinking about are going to happen in a fortnight, happen in a, a month. Those are long, slow growth things and they take time to grow. And that's why if I'm going to see any real growth, I'm going to have to start that now mm-hmm. and stick at it for a year. And even even further than that, because, okay, don't compare to anybody else. I recently saw a book title, thought about reading it, but I get the concept. It was called 4,000 Weeks. Huh. Yeah, that's how many you're going to get, probably. 4,000 weeks. And if you waste a year, you've wasted 52 year- weeks. Wow. And Jeepers. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? And I didn't work out how many weeks old I am yet. And how many weeks you've wasted. <laughs> how many weeks I've wasted. Quite a few, probably. And, and I don't necessarily think it's like this time pressure of like, oh, I've got to do everything. But actually, there should be something that is like an impetus enough to go, I want to give it a go. Sure. I want to try it. And it doesn't have to be the big thing. And I think we, we're we big advocates of just doing the five minutes daily. Yeah. Actually, it's so much better than the half an hour you destroy yourself or you regret it and you don't come back. I mean, a lot of writers write a bit like that. They don't write until they don't have anything else to write. They write and they leave a little bit. So that when they come to it the next day, they've still got a bit of creative... They, they can pick up off that momentum. It's almost like you cut yourself short. Yeah. I used to love the sessions, the sports sessions that I would coach. And at the end, when a, somebody would come up to me and go, David, are we done already? And it's like, yeah, afraid so. But you know what that means? They're going to come back next week. 
fired mm. up for that session. Mm. Whereas if people were exhausted leaving it, they'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm satiated. I'm done. I don't yeah. need it anymore. All to say is, if you're going to start something, whatever it is, just commit to five minutes a day. Yeah. And if you really want to make it count, if you really want to start on purpose, get in touch with me and I'll connect you with my Habits for Life course. It's a very good course. Yeah, remastered. The remastered one. Oh, it's yeah. even better. Never seen by anybody but me so far. I've seen bits of it. Have you? You've showed me bits. Oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> one last thing on the... We live in a hustle culture. We live in a culture which is there's so much on social media and the news and everything that will go, you are behind. Look at all these other people that are making it. You need to do it. And you might be listening to this podcast and going, wow, Matt and Dave are just talking about the same thing. They're swimming along with the tide. But I would say no. And it goes back to something that we spoke about in a previous episode. In focus, in, in spending the time to think about what is it that I really do want to, to work on this year? And a few things, not loads. I would advocate for no more than probably three major things, but keep it small. But that freedom to then go, when I see all the messages about look at such and such person winning in this area and then winning in that area and then winning in this area, you can go, that's great because I'm focused on these other ones. I'm, I'm not going to get drawn into this idea that I need to be winning in every arena of my life constantly. But if I don't do that work, I will get sucked into that and I'll just have this probably quite uncomfortable, maybe even paralysing feeling of, ah... Uh, Everybody else is owning life and I'm just sitting here not doing anything. Mm. So having a few things that you've made some intentional work on and you go, these are the small regular things that I'm working towards that enables you to go, I'm free from the comparison game because I'm happy that I've made some good choices there. Exactly that, because it's about intentionally choosing the things that are aligned with what your values are. And if you haven't figured out your values, figure them out. <laughs> Choosing what is important for you. And like Matt said, we the social media age especially, we can see how 8 billion other people are living. And sometimes that, that can pull us back and inhibit us. And actually, mm. you have your freedom when you narrow down your choice and you choose what is important. So, in, as today, I mean, we talked about a lot, starting 2022, not 2020, 2022, with purpose, yeah. with intentionality, choosing some things, and some reasons why it's helpful to do that. Mm. And we didn't really get into the details necessarily of that, but I definitely think that idea of the visualising and creating a mental picture, that's quite a, a good, strong takeaway for me. So... Let us know what you're taking away from this episode and go make it count.